And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're going to talk with Steve Denny on what it means to be a lawyer for Jesus. I'm an attorney and partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker. We're Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243. Steve, our guest today is president of the Chicago chapter of the Christian Legal Society. Uh, He's a former pastor, and then he turned to the dark side and became a lawyer and uh, now does personal injury and medical malpractice and uh, divorce, family law, reconciliation, uh, all of the tough, good things that lawyers need to be doing. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you, John. I I don't feel like I was called to the dark side, but I'll tell you this, (laughs) that when you think about uh, whether you're an attorney for the plaintiffs or for the defendants, I definitely feel like I've been called to the righteous side of the V. <laughs> and as as we were chatting just before uh, uh, we started this interview, we were talking about Bob Dylan, well, because the, it's Bob Dylan's uh, song, You Gotta Serve Somebody, the, which forms the background music for our introduction. And... Uh, we selected that before he got the Nobel Prize. You were saying Dylan had an influence in your life. Could you tell us about that? Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, when his three Christian albums came out in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, that was a particularly dark uh, time in my life, and and I was uh, uh, being pulled in, in a way that uh, brought me out of the church for a short time, having been a pastor for 10 years and having gone through a divorce and found at that point that uh, the church that I had been um, involved with for uh, many years uh, had uh, had some issues with the clergy who was divorced. And, and so I went through a season for a couple of years there where it, it, God and I were we're struggling together, and you were his, you, you were um, you were roommates, but you weren't speaking to each other. That, well, yeah, it, it it was hard. It was really hard for me. Um, I actually was was scheduled to preach for a church in Indiana uh, on, and on a Saturday night, I got a phone call from the chairman of the board saying, "Mr. Denny, we just found out that you you may have had a divorce, and if that's true, then we're." We have a policy in our church. We don't allow divorced clergy to uh, preach in the pulpit. And I, I don't know whether this was divine inspiration or the Holy Spirit or just my own uh, 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 personality. But I said, well, I'm so glad you called me because I have a policy that I don't like to preach at churches that are closed-minded and uh, 
and and are not uh, open to being a Christ follower and involved in redemption and forgiveness. And so that would have been really frustrating if I'd found out later that you had that policy and I'd preach for you. Wow. Uh, so that, that must have been I traumatic. Uh, and that was on your path to becoming a lawyer. What what? That's, how did that's your right. how did your faith bring you to law? Wow. Well, that's. <laughs> that's that's a great question. I, I can tell you that those songs by Bob Dylan played a big role for me. Slow Train Coming and Shot of Love. Uh, uh, and and I, I never really, really found myself um, completely uh, on my own. And, and he was always there. And I, I think that the job that I had as, after I left being a pastor for 10 years... Uh, was instrumental in getting me into law because I worked at a, a large hospital in Chicago, Rush Press St. Luke's, 1,100 beds, and they, they thought that was pretty cool to have a, uh, a former pastor be in their risk management department. <laughs> so for six, for six years, I helped the hospital deal with potential malpractice issues and being on the front line, uh, walking around the, the hospital, dealing with the nurses and the doctors and the, and the patients and interfacing between them in a kind of a mediator way. Uh, and then one day the hospital lawyer said to me, hey, Denny, you're pretty good at this. Why, why don't you go to law school and we'll pay your way? And I said, okay. Wow. And I did. And uh, that's, that's how I got into law. And now that you've been a lawyer for what, uh 20, 20 years, 25 years? Yeah, about 28. 28, 28 years. How do yeah. you see that your faith impacts the way you practice law in, in a day-to-day -day, uh, manner? Uh, obviously, uh, an attorney that does religious liberty law like, like Malkin Baker, uh, a firm like that, it, it's, it's not a tough question, but when you're doing... Uh, personal injury or divorce or medical malpractice, does it make any difference? Is there a spiritual component to the way you address your your clients, your your topic, uh, your opponents? Well, that's a great question, and and the answer is for me, this is a calling, and it's not just a vocation; it is a calling, and I I represent the little guy. I'm, I'm on my own. I don't uh, have a, a, a cadre of of partners or associates that work with me, and I and I take cases that the Lord has blessed me with that allow allows me to to help the little guy go after uh, corporations or, or hospitals or or uh, in situations where um, it's sort of like a David uh, versus Goliath situation, and and. And I pray over my cases and my clients, and they all know that I'm a Christian, former pastor, and for some reason, God brought me a niche that you have not mentioned yet, and that's the niche of representing victims of childhood sex abuse. Wow, and, okay. Tell, and us, this is, this is, tell us this about that. Ended, well, it's ended up not just, uh, uh, not just being... Uh, um, uh, litigation and and uh, uh, help to people who have, have just been betrayed and been hurt in the most vulnerable of, of, of ways possible. Um, 
but it's crossed all kinds of disciplines. It's not just against clergy. I have uh, Protestant and Catholic uh, perpetrators that I've helped uh, victims, and, and I've helped victims who've been abused by doctors, by teachers, by coaches. Uh, it, it's, it's an epidemic out there, and, and I've been on the front lines of that. I'm, I'm presently representing five uh, victims of, of a Muslim uh, imam. And uh, he has uh, pled guilty to criminal charges, and we're continuing. Of course, I'm in the civil uh, uh, litigation side representing the the victims. And, 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 as, and as as you represent the victims in this uh, very important way of, of helping them get compensation, uh, but there's also an, an aspect of of healing and yes. forgiveness yes. and uh, a lot of times in our secularized society we say well you just have to uh, go on Oprah and figure it out from her or Dr. <laughs> Phil or, um, or or your clergy but not your lawyer uh, is that right or do you bring uh, spiritual aspects to bear in helping these people cope with their woundedness boy that you you've really put your finger on on a big part of my calling my ministry in in litigating on behalf of these victims uh, I'll, I'll just tell you that that that's always uppermost in my mind is the catharsis that comes from a real sense of healing from being heard being believed and many times in my initial encounter with victims of childhood sex abuse, one of the first things that, that come up is that they're just amazed that Mr. Denny believes me, and others others did not. And and I I I just wrapped up a, a very large case, uh, large in in the sense that I had twelve victims of a, a Protestant clergyman uh, who were all abused when they were minors. And at the conclusion of the case, the law division judge here in Cook County Circuit Court asked me, "Mr. Denny, how, how, do, how do you want to how do you want to handle this encounter uh, before the case is ultimately dismissed?" And and I had the perpetrator in, encounter. Yeah, that we we had four of my twelve victims who were brave enough and chose to encounter him directly in court, and the judge. Uh, closed the courtroom, had it locked, had the sheriff stand at the back door and allowed each of these men to sit in the witness stand and tell this former clergyman how he had hurt them. And you know what, John? Each one of these four forgave him. Wow. And and each one of them told him that they prayed that that he would find forgiveness and... and uh, repentance uh, before his God. And the judge said, I've never seen or been part of anything like this before in all of her years. Amen. What a wonderful story. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio, and we're talking to Steve Denny, uh, attorney extraordinaire, discussing the role of Christian attorneys in our society. When we come back from the break, we're going to ask him, do you need a Christian lawyer? What's the role of the client, if any, 
in the spiritual battles and legal battles that we face. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauck, partner of the law firm Mauck & Baker, and we're talking to Steve Denny, another attorney who loves Jesus, uh, practices in the personal injury, family law, medical malpractice, and sexual abuse areas of the law. We heard some uh, good testimony from Steve about the power of God working through the law. But Steve, I want to go to the other side, from the lawyer's side to the client's side. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Many have taken that to mean that uh, believers must have Christian lawyers. Others have taken that to say, well, you just get a lawyer who knows what he's doing and uh, she's ethical. Um, really doesn't make a difference what faith they have. What's your, what's your viewpoint on that from a client's point of view? What for, should a client think about? Wow. I, I've had a lot of, of people come to me over the years that uh, perhaps their own faith walk had been, uh, uh, had been gone, gone for, for a long time. And they were not particularly uh, pointed towards Steve Denny just because uh, he was a Christian attorney. And I, I remember a couple of, of these folks. I represented them for car accident cases. And in our conversations, uh, it, it became clear that, that, that there was a reason why our paths crossed. And part of that reason was that they needed to rub shoulders with, with a believer again. And that you, for mean, some reason you mean had, God had a reason in their lives? Yes, yes. And, and I, I, could, I could recall praying with, with clients in my conference room and having a couple of them say to them, wow, I'm so glad that I've met an attorney that I can trust, that I can believe in, and that, that is a Christ follower. And, and I think that, uh, uh, that if, if, they, if they thought more about it, uh, they would see that, that that was providence, that the Lord brought us together, our paths crossed. Even many clients that I don't represent, I turned down, John, 49 out of 50 potential medical malpractice cases. And you know that's true because you sit, you've referred to people to me over the years. And, and Yeah, you're, t you're tough, you're exacting, but that's good, really. <laughs> Let people I, know if they really have a case. Well, and, and they know that they've gotten the truth. They've gotten the true uh, analysis, and, and they know that they can trust it. I'll often say, if you were my blood brother or sister, this is what I would be telling you. This is not something to pursue. But I believe that there's a reason why our paths have crossed. And then I can't tell you how many times down the road, a year, two years, five years later, they'll have my number still and call me for something totally different, totally new. And that, that's a good feeling. So you're, you're thinking someone who's off the path, you, you can help get them back on the path. 
somebody it, it who's our, like, somebody who's already on the path, do they need a lawyer who's a follower of Jesus? I think so, because I think that's that's the uh, uh, I think that's the most natural and and uh, uh, understandable path for a Christian victim of crime, a, a victim of of a, of a serious injury from negligence from a car accident or product liability situation so that they can know that they're not just being thrown into the system. Uh, there are there are people advertising on television for uh, their legal services all the time. And and I, I could share with you several experiences of clients who've come to me and said, I'm so glad to find a believer that I can trust because I was with somebody else. They would not return my calls. They would they would tell me things that did not uh, uh, make sense, and I was frustrated. and And so they're glad to find somebody that they that they have a bond with as fellow Christ followers. I think it's important. Yes, and and, and it's true. It's also true that that you'll find attorneys uh, who call themselves Christians and some who are who don't return phone calls, uh, and 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 foul up. But they have a dimension, uh, hopefully, of being able to repent, forgive uh, their clients who need to repent and forgive, too. Uh, right. They see the world a little differently. When I first became a believer as a follower of Jesus, I thought it didn't really make much difference. And then gradually I, I got Christian clients who helped me see the spiritual dimensions of Divorce. It's right there in the scripture. Or help me see the spiritual uh, dimensions of contract negotiations. If you just if you don't want a spiritual dimension, uh, any good secular lawyer who's who's honest can help you there. But if you see the world as encompassing more than just the physical reality, you want somebody uh, hopefully who's in touch with that. Which leads Amen. me, to, which leads me to the question uh, regarding the Christian Legal Society, uh, Northern Illinois chapter. What does that do, and how does that help prepare or disciple lawyers to exercise their role as lawyers of faith? Well, thank you for that question. I, <clears throat> I actually just came from spending an hour uh, at a board meeting with uh, the directors, board of directors for the. Christian Legal Society chapter of Northern Illinois, and we have a, a ministry that's very vital uh, and reaches out to law students. Uh, the There are, I believe, six law schools within 50 miles of, of where I'm sitting right now in downtown Chicago, and we've got chapters of, of law students, Christian Legal Society law student chapters in, in all of those. And we also have a discipleship program through our chapter, where one of our board members coordinates uh, well, what putting is it, together. What is a discipleship program? Well, that's where one of one of the board members, Michael Wang, uh, is in charge of of uh, connecting law students with veteran seasoned attorneys who are uh, longtime Christ followers and and Christians who who can have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the, with the law student or beginning lawyer 
and and I know that you've done some of this, John Malk, because I've seen you mentoring young lawyers uh, in restaurants downtown Chicago. <laughs> and, and I like it's food. A beautiful ministry. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful ministry because it 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 just allows for the for the the joy that you have as a veteran attorney and veteran Christian to share and and just sort of read into the young lives that are that are uh, uh, coming your way in a, in a positive way that that allows uh, allows for real growth and that's that's something that the chapter uh, here in Chicago gets involved in we have a uh, midwinter retreat that's up at Lake Geneva uh, Christian Conference Center and that's in February and last year we we had our inaugural midwinter retreat and that's a wonderful time for fellowship uh, community building and instruction and, well you uh, you mentioned you mentioned joy and this is a joy that can apply not just to lawyers but to anyone who is a discipler anyone who's sharing the gospel with other believers and helping them grow in understanding uh, the apostle Amen. john uh, in John 3, uh, verse 4, says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. So here's wow. a man who followed Jesus, walked with Jesus, uh, taught about Jesus, lived a long, uh, busy life, was persecuted for Jesus, and he he says, my greatest joy, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in the truth. And so we do commend discipleship, uh, not just for the students, the Talmudim, the learners uh, who want to be Christian lawyers that are effective, but for the teachers. We get a lot out of it too, don't we? Yes, absolutely. So if someone wanted to join the Christian Legal Society or come to one of our chapter meetings, or if you know a lawyer and you want to encourage your lawyer to become a believer or to attend uh, one of the uh, chapter meetings and get involved in discipleship, what should they do? Well, that's a... That's a uh, Easy, easy to answer. Uh, the Northern Illinois Chapter of Christian Legal Society has a monthly meeting every first Wednesday of every month. We meet in downtown Chicago at 33 North LaSalle in, the, in a, a basement conference room. Uh, and this is a meeting that is uh, uh, available for not only lawyers, but for paralegals, for office secretaries, anybody, anybody involved with the legal profession at all. And we have several who are very tangential uh, to legal profession who come. And we have a program where we have a speaker, sometimes uh, the uh, opportunity okay, for... And, and they can call you, Steve, at what number? Well, they can call my, my office at 312-236-6100. Or they can call Malkin Baker at 312-726-1243. 
This has been John Mauck interviewing Steve Denny on Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.